and it is one. There you go. Hi, guys. I have a guest today for the podcast, and I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. And um, now we, we actually um, have known about each other for quite a few years. We were both in girls' ministries for the South Texas district, mm-hmm. and um, she was at Cross Church, mm-hmm. and I was at Assemblies of God Church here in Harlingen, and it's been a while, so, um, but anyway, that's how we originally met several years ago, and um, we've kept in contact, and I want her to introduce herself, and um, I'm just going to let her introduce herself. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Paula Villarreal, and a lot of people know me as Sister Paula at church. And um, my full-time profession is in occupational therapy, so I, occupational therapist, so I work with children um, from zero to 21 years of age. It's something I'm very passionate about. It's a God-given career that I knew, I know I dived into and been doing really well with it. Um, Aside from doing that as a full-time job, I, I also help out at my church primarily with women and all, all things redesigned. And uh, some other little things I dabble in there as well. That's a little mm-hmm. bit about me. Awesome, awesome. All right, what is your favorite scripture? Okay, this one's really, really hard because I have several. Yeah. I even have a favorite chapter. Oh, awesome. <laughs> um, I would have to say right now something that's really been um, muttering in my mind and just meditating on, on it has been uh, John 1-4. Um, his life is light for all of humanity. And I think we can all take away from that, that when he's in our hearts, we light up for him and we're able to share his love with other people. Awesome. I, I think that's great. Now, now my next question is just going to be a little fun question and we'll get back into uh, what we uh, want to talk about in just a minute. But if you were to take three things on a deserted island, what would they be? Ooh, <laughs> that's really challenging. For sure, my Bible. And if I have the ability to plug in somewhere, my Kindle, because I have like over 200 books on there. And the third thing I would take would be a picture of my family. Oh, that's nice. All right. Now, now, how did you get started in occupational therapy? What, what got you interested in that? So initially, when I was a a young little girl, 14 years of age, I started volunteering at a local hospital here at Valley Baptist, and they had a little, they had a program called uh, Candy Striping, and you'd wear the white shirt and the little apron with the stripes. Do they not still have that, or how is that? They do have a junior volunteer program, but you don't wear the candy stripe outfit anymore. So they don't call them candy stripers anymore. So it was during that time, uh, during 14 to 19, when I was volunteering there at the hospital, I came across the rehabilitation department, and I was really marveled at the whirlpool (laughs) where the people, when they had their their injuries, they would put their legs in there or their arms. I, I just thought it was the neatest thing. And I said, I want to do that. I want to help people um, get better and put their, their extremities in the, in the little whirlpool. Well, <laughs> I ended up not doing physical therapy, but I, I also took a little detour and I said, well, I'm pretty close enough to it where I can still help people and connect with people and help them get better. 
That's oh, kind of yes, that's good. That's good. Uh, okay, now, now what is one thing you wish you had known before you started your career in therapy? I think one thing that I wish I would have known is that it's, it's really, really hard to juggle everything that you need to do. I think in any job, it's, it's, you sign up for something and then it ends up being an array of things. And, and sometimes my heart wants to treat and provide therapy. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way. I have to do six hours of paperwork versus two hours oh, of, yes. of, of being with my patients. And so that's one of the things that, oh, just tugs at the heart, but it's part of the process. And, and, um, since I'm an evaluator, they make me test more than six. So. Oh yeah. There's always the, the side you're passionate, the most passionate about. And then there's always that other side, the paperwork and the mm -hmm. technical side. That's not as fun. The cleanup, the, you know, all of the, things and then and then it when you move up and you're in a uh, more of a position with do you have employees under you so or no just, no just no. yeah just evaluating Evaluate. the processes the and, processes of the of the of the children their baseline mm -hmm. and then working from there oh, with their goals okay i see i see kind of like a teacher when they have to mm -hmm. evaluate their um students, students. okay all right. All right. Now, what I would like for you to tell everybody now, she has wrote a book and I just want her to tell you a little bit of the process of how she got to that point to writing a book and where it took her and where she's at now. And just a little bit of her story. I would like her to share that with you. I love this question because a lot of people want to know, what's your book about? I even mm -hmm. had one of my coworkers, once I, I publicized it that mm -hmm. I had signed my contract, one of my coworkers literally came up to me and said, Paula, sit down. I want to know, am I in this book and did you change my name? Oh. <laughs> I just thought she was hilarious because I said no. <laughs> she wanted to know if you told anyone's journey and uh it just got the giggles when, when she asked me that but i think That's you funny. know a lot of people want to know what the book is about and um how long is the book but i always i love that question about how i got to writing the book because it really is a god moment mm -hmm. i by nature i'm not a writer at all by no means i'm more of a biology chemistry kind of girl <laughs> and so uh when i had faced this dilemma with infertility um, I'm, I'm an avid reader. So I went on, I went on Amazon. I looked at my Kindle. I ordered a couple of books because I was facing some really serious, uh, sadness and not understanding what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And, um, every book that I would get, I would read through it. Um, those books shall remain nameless, but mm -hmm. I read those books and they mm -hmm. just didn't make me feel any better. Mm -hmm. They, I just felt like I was back at square one. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I just kept hearing like a little inkling in my thoughts, like, well, maybe you should write something that'll help other people. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of writers get started. You can't find the right thing for what you're going through. And you think, 
other people have to be going through the same thing. And I have a, a similar journey, so I know exactly how heartbreaking it is. I know we've talked a little bit about it. Um, yeah, uh, uh, and that's how a lot of writing gets done is people have a story and they're not quite finding the right book to resonate with them and they feel like they can do something to help someone else. That's someone awesome. Else. Yeah. And so I was walking down my hallway, it's a, it's a long hallway, and I just had this light bulb moment mm -hmm. and God downloaded, I kid you not, downloaded, <laughs> this is how you're going to start your book. Awesome. And it was something like, oh my God, that's so personal. <laughs> And so I, that was a God moment because I wouldn't have thought of starting it like that. And so um, that that just led to another. Mm -hmm. And um, I got connected with some amazing mentors who help people write books and awesome. uh, tap into that uh, creative side that I didn't even know that I had. Wow. And so my encouragement from just that one story alone is that just because you're not a writer, just because maybe you're not a dancer, maybe you're not a singer, that, that does not negate the fact that there's something inside of you that needs to come out, some creative juices mm -hmm. to flow. That and are we're going to let you read the book. She's not going to tell you everything that's in it. You've got to get the book. <laughs> the book doesn't come out until the summer, so that'll give you some preparation yes. for that. Awesome. Great. And guys, I know I use the word awesome a lot. Sorry, but I'm working on that. Um <laughs> Now, what is, um, let's see, what advice, and you already touched on that a little bit, what advice would you give someone that either wants to go into the career you're going into or want to write, someone else that wants to write a book? So in terms of a career, any career, I always counsel my, my I don't have any kids yet, but I always counsel my friends' kids. And I'm always very curious, like, what do they want to do when they grow up? And that's one of the questions you, you have me uh, simultaneously ask mm -hmm. somebody's, all of their kids. And it's not because I'm being nosy, but it's mm -hmm. because I want to ignite that passion mm -hmm. in them to go to school. One, go to school. It's so important. And find a career that they are passionate about. And so that would be my first advice is to find something that you love, something that you're passionate about. So when you're working, it doesn't feel like you're working, but more like you're having fun all day. And number two, um, just similar to what I said earlier about writing, writing, um, is not my forte, but I didn't allow that to hinder me from diving into that. And so if you're interested mm -hmm. in something like, for example, writing, um, my advice to you is get yourself a little notepad, get yourself a, however you work best, laptop, a notepad, and start writing. It may not be perfect. It not, may not be edited, but the key thing is to write and to start. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, just, just every little idea, just write everything down because you can go back later and make an outline and some yes. people start from the end of the book and work their way to the front of the book. And some yes. work, you know, from the beginning to the end. Um, and uh, I'm the type, yeah, I just, I'm not a writer and I'm not writing a book. But when I plan these podcasts, 
I try to just take a lot of notes and then I try to arrange them in an order that makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I have to rework it because then I read through it later and it's like, it doesn't make sense. You just got to keep keep yeah. working at and if it. I could add something yes. on that note as well. Um, something that one of my writer friends, one of the things that I, I love about this mentorship, I get to surround myself with other writers mm -hmm. who are passionate about writing. And one of the nuggets that I cannot take credit for, um, this is my friend Tamara. She said, I, I was spilling, I was spilling my heart out to her one day. And I said, I have this idea. I have this mm -hmm. idea. I have this. And she's like, well, it's not good just to be talking about it. You need to write them down. Mm -hmm. So she advised me to get these little notebooks. And so I have five book ideas right now. Oh that I'm oh. working on and I have one rough draft that's already complete, but cool. this, but I have little folders and anytime I have an idea, I pop it in there. I'm not necessarily writing it, but I pop it in the notebook. And when I'm ready to dive in there, I can dive in there. And so I have five little notebooks and, um, uh, there's this one book like that I was saying that it's complete. It's a rough draft. It's a children's book and it's based on my dogs. Oh. So that one's already complete, but I'm going to wait till this book comes out before this yeah. one comes out. It's a little lighter, and I needed that. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, now, who are, and these could be in your your writing mentors, but mm -hmm. who over the course of your life would you say your three most uh, inspiring or influential people in your life are? First and foremost, I have to just I give a shout out to my God because um, it's in my quiet time that I, I connect with him and I get all these downloads, these great ideas, these great downloads <laughs> and just, just his love for me. So God is my number one. Um, and then also my husband, my husband has been uh, a pillar for me when uh, sometimes I didn't know I could keep going. Right. <laughs> yes. And then there's several That's women. Important. Yes. And then there's several women at church that uh, really have uh, mentored me Um as well, there's just a lot, probably too many to name, but just grateful for every woman in my life that has yes. planted a seed of hope and love. Yes. Okay. Now let's get down to where are in your life are you the most organized? You're the most proud of your organization. I would have to say in my personal life is my closet. Ah, you're a closet organizer. I, I am. <laughs> um, I think one of the most, uh, the most funniest, I guess, organization hacks that I have in my closet is I have boxes for each of my shoes mm -hmm. and, um, it's a, uh, they're little cardboard boxes. They're not like fancy mm -hmm. fancy or anything, mm -hmm. but I love it because I have some that are empty and I just say that they're for my 2022, 23 shoes oh. that are to come. Now so are, you're a shoe person. Uh, a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, are, would you say that you have a lot of shoes or you just like the shoes you have? Um, that's a tough question. I counted my shoes last night because I was getting rid of some. Um, I have about 70 pairs, Okay, but those 70 pairs, like if I get another pair, I usually toss one out. Okay. So I try to stay in that range. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're good at organizing your closet. Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay. Now my next question is, and I know not everybody likes to admit this, but where are you the least organized? Mm, the least organized, I would have to say the kitchen. Mm, okay. it's, so all of these are home related, right? Yeah, they can be home or business related. Mm. 
it's just interesting to know. And plus, it's also, you know, even though I'm an organizer, and even though there are most places inside my home are organized, my disaster is probably my garage, and mostly because I have lots and lots and lots of decor, and mm -hmm. lots and lots and lots of party decor, um, so event planning decor, and it is organized, but if you were to go in there, it's pretty packed full of stuff, so I'm not good at the declutter. I do declutter it, so it's not that I don't declutter it, it's just that I have a lot of it. I just like too much decor. That's, that's my my problem. So it's not that I'm unorganized. It's just that I have too much of it. Yeah. So it's time to declutter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do. I do declutter, but there's so many things I like and that, that makes it hard. But that's just saying that just because I'm an organizer doesn't mean I've perfected it and no one is perfect in every area of their mm -hmm. life. All right. Now, um, let's see here. Now, if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? What What do you want people to know that I haven't asked you about? Is there anything else you would like them to know? I would, I would have liked for you to have asked me, aside from your passion for your career and uh -huh. your books. Is there something else that you do for fun? Oh, yes. Tell us about your fun and, and your hobbies. Um, tell me as much yes. as you want to tell me. I think also because sometimes when um, people, they meet you for the very first time, they have this idea of who mm -hmm. you are or like, oh, this is Paula the writer. This is Paula the OT. But I think there's a lot of layers that go with that in order mm -hmm. to be the the, the perfect, not the perfect, but the, the, be the beautiful are. Paula that I am or yes, the beautiful Carrie, Carrie that you are. And so one of the things about me that a lot of people, um, well, some people do know, but some people don't know right. is that my husband and I, we fly kites over South Padre oh. and we're known as the kite couple. Oh. And it's one of the things that I love to do with my husband. And I think it's, it's strengthened our marriage mm -hmm. and it's also challenged us a bit mm -hmm. because um, if you don't think that there's fighting out on the sand, there's fighting <laughs> on the sand. Um, and so I love it how we we navigate through when he's doing something and he's getting mad because I did something wrong or vice versa. <laughs> and these are big kites. And so one false move and something can go totally wrong. And I'll share a real quick story. We had a couple of octopuses up in the air one, one, one year and it was like 26 or 26 feet long, our baby octopuses. And they were all up there. Well, this one octopus, I don't know if I pulled the string, but it brought everything down oh. and it is, it is, it's a pain to go back to <laughs> kind of fix it. So little yes. things like that. And, um, that's something that I love to share about because I think it's very important for marriages to have something that you do together, that you love to do together and grow yes. and challenge each other. So that's been a little bit of our little secret sauce to uh, oh. keeping our, our marriage thriving and, yes. and bright. It's always good to have a, a hobby together. Hmm. My husband and I need to work on having a hobby outside of the house. That's, that's the only thing. My husband and I are pretty much homebodies, so having um, hobbies outside of the house, that's something I'll have to work on. But what kite are, do you have? 
if they if someone were to go to the island and see all the kites out in the skies which one would be yours um usually uh we have pretty pretty uh distinctive kites we mm -hmm. have some kites that are one of a kind they're barrels um we have um a lot of delta kites a lot of trilobites um, trilobites is like this ancient sea creature, but they made it into a kite and it has little dangling, uh, ribbons at the end. So, um, you still have the octopus? Yes, we have the okay. octopus. I think we have too many octopuses. Oh, okay. So <laughs> octopuses and, um, trilobites. trilobites. Yes. Those are creatures? Creatures, yes. Okay. And if you want to, yeah. I can give you the handle so you can kind of take a look at our collection online. Oh. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Well, then that's the other thing. If people want to, um, you know, maybe purchase your book or find you as a therapist, where would they find you? So that's a very good online. question. Right now, um, we're in the process of working on my, uh, like my book website. Um, but if you want to follow some of my current blogging, I'm, I'm at uh, oh. com. That's my little blogging site. And um, you can sign up to get updates there as well. And then um, if you want to follow me on Facebook, it's Paula Villarreal. And on Instagram, it's Paula Devi, P-A-U-L-A-D-E-E-V-E-E. -E -E -E. And Kite Couple is a Kite Couple with a K. Oh, I love that. Kite mm -hmm. Couple. That's great. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Paula, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with us. And I hope you are really blessed by this. And um, and when does the book come out? So the book comes out in summer 2022. And what is the name of it? The name of it is Dream Again. Dream Again, Paula Villarreal. If I can say that real fast. It's a toughie. And um, it's coming out again. Summer 22. Oh, yeah. Summer mm -hmm. of 22. So we've got that to look forward to. Yes. Yay. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we will see you on the next podcast.